Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with another Stony Brook women's lacrosse stud, rock star in the NYPD, and someone that I'm lucky to call a lifelong teammate and friend. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast that you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people that I have met throughout my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. If you're loving our episodes so far, show us some love in the reviews and rate us five stars. Also, be sure to S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. It would mean the world to us. All right, we've got another special guest this week, and I am pumped to get right into it. Mackenzie Burns is one of my very good friends and someone who I consider to be a forever teammate. I say this not only because we were teammates on some of the most memorable teams with Stony Brook Women's Lacrosse, but we also have had the opportunity to compete to play for Team USA alongside one another. And I am confident when I say that I will always have her back on and off the lacrosse field, and I know she will always have mine. Throughout this episode, Mac and I discussed those bonds that were created in Kenneth P. Laval Stadium and within that special Stony Brook locker room that we will both forever owe a ton of who we are as people today to. We talk about Mac's dreams to continue representing her country as a player, as well as to bring lacrosse to those of the next generation and those within law enforcement who share a common passion for the game with her efforts to help start up the newly created NYPD women's lacrosse team. Anyone listening to this episode can tell why I am incredibly proud to call Mac a friend and someone I'll go to battle with any day. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we had recording it. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to another Dream On episode. I'm super excited to have my former and current teammate, Mackenzie Burns, here with me today. Uh, I apologize in advance if I accidentally call her Mac Dad. That is what I call her. I don't think anybody else calls you that, but I do. Um, And I'm going to continue to do so for the rest of my life. Uh, A little bit about Mackenzie. She was a Stony Brook Women's Lacrosse alum. She is a Stony Brook Women's Lacrosse alum. She graduated in 2019, a year after me. She is a multi-time all-conference 2019 Defensive Player of the Year. Just an absolute stud. She's a current Team USA training roster member. Um, and something that's really, really great about her that I'm super proud of her for. Um, she is a police officer for the NYPD. Um, and she also started, she helped to start the NYPD women's lacrosse team. So I'm excited to kind of dive into everything that makes up Mac, Mac dad, I should say, um, (laughs) and who she is and just kind of some of our memories and everything like that. But I think it's really important to have you here because you're someone who has played a big role in where I am in my lacrosse career. And I am super grateful for you, um, for being able to be there and be a teammate and a friend and just a sister in that. So Mac, welcome to dream on. (laughs) Thanks Kai. Really happy to be here. (laughs) All right. So off to a good start. We always like to start with this. Um, Before we get into, hey, when do you pick up a lacrosse stick? It's going to be, I'd like to know a couple little deeper things about how you're doing today and where your dreams are at. Um, So first and foremost, something you are thankful for today, Mac. Um, Well, this is a little shout out to my little but big brother. Um, We just found out he's able to have fans at his college games now. So I'm really happy for him senior year so at least now my parents will be able to go watch him so that was that was good news today 
Yeah, that's that's really exciting news. I know it's been a difficult year with with all of that. So one being able to be back out on the field, I'm sure is exciting for him. But then to be able to have your parents go, um, that's really great. Are you going to be able to make any games? I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll be there in spirit. Yes. Go, go Seamus. <laughs> go Seamus. I followed him back on Instagram. We are very happy to be <laughs> <laughs> shout out Seamus um all right something just that you are proud to say that you've accomplished today this is um well I was off today so I was actually pretty proud of myself for cleaning my apartment which I never really do so that was, that was a big step it was very little but <laughs> big step yeah that's a big step I love well sometimes it's the little things right that make you feel best about yourself I think that's really important I mean I did the same thing today I was running around doing like little errands and stuff and just like when you have the time, right? It makes you feel better about yourself. So good for you. We got a clean apartment and Seamus can play his games. All right, last but not least, um, something that you are pumped to go out and chase. Could be, you know, later today, tomorrow, in the coming months, in the coming years. What are you pumped to chase? I mean, obviously, I mean, we're probably on the same page with this, but working towards making the next round of US and then obviously, hopefully one day making it that World Cup and bringing home that gold. Yes, I love to hear it. We are on similar pages there. I know it's been a long time since we, you know, hit the field together, um, just as in general um, with the U.S. squad. So I'm excited for June. I know you are. I know we're going to get out and get some uh, some one-on-ones out on one of our uh, home <laughs> fields <laughs> again soon, maybe. <laughs> I think the last time we did that, it was like my Kylie O'Miller over and over again. Oh, please stop that um no we need we need to get out there and I I think this ties right in perfectly with where I want to start this episode and um you grew up in Sayville I grew up in Islip for anybody who knows Islip or Sayville listening to this I mean pretty big rivals in almost every sport I think just generally now that we're out of it I think just generally because we are pretty much the same school (laughs) with the same kind of people same colors and pretty much similar towns so Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the same thing. So we had this kind of rivalry going on without even knowing each other, myself and Mac, as we grew up, um, we just had this town rivalry, but let's talk a little bit about, you know, like where it all started, right? Your journey to the game of lacrosse and just growing up in Sayville, playing sports, you and Seamus, um, you know, everything that you did and like all of your hobbies and everything that kind of tied into how you found the game of lacrosse. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, I, grew up in Sable and I was very fortunate and lucky to grow up in a town that lacrosse was so big when we were younger which it not every town was like that so um I mean I started in kindergarten played PAL and like I said I was I was lucky that back then my my PAL coaches actually did play lacrosse so from a young age I was able to learn the game I think a little bit more in depth than a lot of girls did in kindergarten and first grade and second grade Mm-hmm. so I mean that was a huge factor and I mean I think from the second I picked up a stick I just I fell in love with just the way that lacrosse is and everything about it and then like Long Island again another teammate team similar team thing was playing on Yellow Jackets and I was yeah. very fortunate to be able to play on one of the top teams in the country at, at a young age so and again, just expanding my lacrosse IQ like through that. So, 
Yeah, I mean, Long Island is a hotbed. I think a lot of people who know lacrosse know, you know, it's it's East Coast, it's Long Island, it's Maryland, where you think of the hotbeds of the sport. And it's really great to be able to see the sport, um, you know, growing into these new places. I keep smiling because all of our people are hopping on this call right now. <laughs> um, these are our people and I love it. But yes, I think um, what you mentioned there, like, uh, is that you immediately fell in love with the game, right? And I think also something that was really important that not a lot of people get to uh, experience is that you had a lot of great coaching. Right. And you had a lot of great people around you to not only introduce you to the sport, like give you the sport, give you the stick physically. Right. But to also create that lax IQ and create that love for the game around the game that like you didn't know it at then, but it was going to become your future. It was going to take you to play D1 and take you to the U.S. national level. So um, what was it about, you know, playing lacrosse that you also played soccer? right? You also yeah. played other sports growing up. What was it about lacrosse that kind of differentiated between, um, you know, the other sports that you played? I, I mean, growing up, I think I played or at least tried every sport known to man from tennis to golf to even honestly, like I rode dirt bikes for a little bit. Like I tried everything. I just, what? yeah, basketball I wasn't my strong suit. I just, I tried everything. I was always, I was always outside doing something. I think growing up on Long Island mm -hmm. helped that just so many sports to interact with. But I mean, I just, the way of the game, like I, I love to run. Mm -hmm. So very fast moving game. You're able to be creative in lacrosse. There's always every position, there's something different about it. So I think I love that. And then, I mean, like I said, I played, I played soccer my entire life. I, I love soccer but lacrosse just stole my heart and I wanted to play that in college and that's what Look I wanted right now <laughs> right <laughs> so what do you think like playing other sports like you said which first of all I did not know that you rode dirt bikes that is so cool um you just get cooler and cooler Mac but um yeah just <laughs> taking what you took from the soccer field for instance right onto the lacrosse field at a young age and then even you know as you got to college as you are the def like star defender that you are now um what do you think are some of those traits that you took from other sports maybe even you know yes it's a lot of strategy right it's a lot of different things that I definitely want to hear about from you that you took onto the defensive side of the play but also you know as a leader as an athlete as a teammate like what were some of those things that you took from other sports you think into your lacrosse play um I personally think it's I think it's very important to play other sports like I don't think you not saying you shouldn't but I think when you play other sports, you get a different perspective of things. So not only do you create more friendships and you have these relationships with other girls that you might not have in one sport, like I had a whole separate set of friends in soccer and then I did in lacrosse. Mm -hmm. I mean, most, most of us played both, but it's important to create friends and relationships along the way. And sports really, really do bring bonds that you don't really get anywhere else. So I think that's super important. And then for me, like, lacrosse like lacrosse was my main sport obviously but for some reason I just I enjoyed getting on the soccer field and it wasn't as much stress as lacrosse was so I think I just really enjoyed playing that game and you can have that in any sport if it's whether it's basketball I mean you were volleyball like I think just playing another sport just makes you have a different perspective looking at the lacrosse field like like you're just able to stay in shape but also like not have as much stress and you 
you really enjoy the game for what it is. I love the way you put that. Enjoy the game for what it is, right? A little bit less pressure, uh, a little bit less riding on it. And you can just step out on the soccer field and like compete and just enjoy it. Yeah. And just have fun with it. And like you said, and bring those friendships that you've been creating out on the field too. I think that's really great. What you said too, is like, you can get that from one other sports growing up, but also like other hobbies, right? Whether you're, you know, in the band or in the chorus or like to do the school plays, or maybe it's, you know, dance classes afterwards or different hobbies like that, like all sorts of different little friend groups, I think is, is really important. And I'm sure that you had a lot of that growing up, like you said, with your other sports teams, um, as did I. And I think that's just a really great way to be able to become a holistic athlete and person in life going into college, right? And then even beyond into whatever this real world is that we're trying to navigate through um, together. So um, can you talk a little bit about like talking as we get a little bit older, right? We get into high school, talking a little bit more about that pressure when it comes to lacrosse, the recruiting process, right? So you're playing at Sayville, you're playing on the Yellow Jackets, like you said, um, what was that recruiting process like for you? How did you end up finding Stony Brook? Can you run us through that? The run us down memory lane, um, to your recruiting process. So quick little backstory, um, starting with travel. Mm-hmm. I played for a local travel team before I played for Yellow Jackets. And I, that kind of ended at eighth grade once lacrosse started getting a little bit more competitive that team kind of died out my entire team from that local team tried out for a travel team and I was actually the only person that did not make that team so my entire childhood travel team made a different travel team and I was the only one that got cut and at that point I was actually pretty down on myself I was like is lacrosse really it for me am I this am I gonna be able to make it blah blah I ended up trying out for Yellow Jackets and I at that point I wasn't as confident in myself as I probably should have been just because I harped on not making this one team and I wanted to be with all my friends and another person from Sable told me try out for Yellow Jackets you have nothing to lose so I tried out I actually made the red team which was the last team for the 2015 Yellow Jackets and from I had coach Bertalone and from that team, I think we were all kind of in the same spot. We weren't really sure what to do with our skill and how we were able to be here. And we were, everyone on that team was a new player. Mm-hmm. We just joined the Yellow Jackets. And they ended up forming a whole new team. And I think because of that, we really bonded and um, were able to play together at a different level without having that stress. So then I ended up excelling very well with that team, made it to the next team, same thing. And I just, I brought myself all the way up and I ended up making the blue team, which was pretty crazy. As you know, like that team was pretty established. That was, um, Mm -hmm. and for those of you listening who don't know what the blue team is in yellow jackets terms, blue team is like the A team. Um, and would you, you work yourself up from the fourth team to the first team? the first team within two years so but now fast forward I'm on the blue team that was such an established team that most of those players were already committed by the time I got there and I think I was one of the only few players that was not committed to a college and my coach Pete Mitchell shout out to Casey Mitchell her dad was my travel coach and he Casey was already committed to Stony Brook and he recommended 
me to really look into it. And he's like, I think this would be a great fit for you. Pretty much describing that at the time they were an underdog team and that's kind of who I was. And it ended up being the perfect match for me. I would not have wanted to play lacrosse anywhere else playing under coach Blina and coach Kim, who is on here listening. I, and Greg, I loved every second of it. And I'm beyond happy and grateful that I chose Stony Brook. That's first of all, that's an incredible story. I'm just, I'm giving snaps to you right now because claps would be a little bit too, too, uh, too loud, but I mean, that's just amazing for any young listener that would be listening to this episode right now, right? That's out there that is struggling with, is this right for me? Should I chase after? I know that I'm passionate about it. I know that I'm good at it, but some outside forces might be trying to push me down, trying to hold me from reaching those dreams. And you ultimately overcame that and defied the odds of any sort of outside forces by just sticking to your plan, right? And sticking to your passion and putting your head right into it and just going for it. And I think that's a really, really incredible story. And you should be super proud of yourself for that as I'm sure you are. But um, I think that everybody out there needs to know that that is possible, right? When you when you put your mind to it, um, those amazing things are possible. And I love that you said, sorry, what'd you say? No, I was gonna say like, that's just a lesson I want like all these listeners, young girls take away from that is don't give up on yourself. There's always gonna be another path out there and I think one thing I always say and my parents always told me is never give up and everything happens for a reason and I look back at today and say me not making that team was probably the best thing that ever happened to me I ended up making it on the top team going to one of the top schools division one schools in the country so just always everything happens for a reason Mom and dad are always right too, especially Mr. And Mrs. Burns. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, that is, it's an incredible story, right? Especially looking back on it. But I think a lot of people will say, a lot of successful people too, will say that some of the lowest moments in their life while you're in it really, really sucks, really, really sucks. But when you get through it and when you get to look back at it, like you said, it was the best moment. It was the best thing that ever happened to you because everything does happen for a reason. Exactly. You're a rock star, Mac. Um, all right, let's talk about Sony B. Obviously, we have to. We got to talk about our favorite place in the history of the world. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, like what, obviously, you you got that opportunity to be able to play at Stony Brook when you got on campus and you got to go visit. Maybe you got to go check out what practice was like. You saw the locker room or even just stepping on campus freshman year. What are some of those special feelings, the special spots that just kind of like, stick out to you I mean I'm not afraid to say this I'm a I'm a homebody mm-hmm. I like I like being home so for me to play at Stony Brook which was again one of the top division one schools in the country but also be 20 minutes from my my family was was great I I love being able to just come home on Sunday for a Sunday dinner or but also having the experience that I was away at college living off campus with some of my best friends like Carrie and Anna and just being able to make the college experience but still being home and I think one of the actually the biggest factors and one of the best things I loved was my parents and my family I mean you know my entire extended family was at those games my little cousins my aunt uncle my grandma everybody was at those games and I think that was one of the most important things to me that every single time I looked up in the stands, they were there. So I think having my family be close to home, but also have that college experience was amazing. 
hundred percent. I mean, I think it was like a home away from home, but home next to home, if that makes sense. Um, and I think that's, it's a really, it's a really special thing. Cause not everybody gets that college experience. Um, and then being able to like, let's talk about some of our moments at Kenny P too, right? Like, yes, we get to look in the stands and it's awesome to see like my entire extended family was there too at the games. And one that's really special because we get to, I get to meet your extended family. You get to meet mine. And then it's just this one big happy family just cheering for the Seawolves. And anybody that walks in our in our uh, stadium is just like eaten apart by all of them. We don't even have to say a word. It's just our fan base. What do you think, like, what do you remember about, you know, being there on those game days and just ultimately cultivating that that culture of Long Island fans, of Stony Brook fans, of Seawolves fans, where we would look up in the stands and we're like, okay, I have no idea who that person is, but they're all decked out in Stony Brook and they, uh, you know, they're here every single Sunday. Like what kind of special meaning does that have to you? I mean, I think it was, it was amazing to be able to, like you said, like we had the, we had groups of PAL girls, town girls in a whole cluster clan of, uh, in the stands. I remember like, when we'd come out of the tunnel for like pregame warmups and just like start seeing everyone start piling in and piling in and just looking up at the one side of Kenny P and just being like, oh my gosh, all these people are here to watch us. And mm-hmm. that was so cool. Like being able to, I remember the night games, having the lights on and having our, our warmup playlist from Jaffe playing <laughs> so loud that you could hear from pretty much sable and just seeing <laughs> everyone in the in the in the stands cheering for us and wanting stony brook to win was was pretty pretty amazing pretty cool experience that i think growing up on long island and just lacrosse being such a big sport was something that we were all able to share in common and everyone just came out to those games and it was i mean i can just think about it now looking up at the one side of kenny p by the bench and just seeing everyone up there all the way up to the top was yeah. pretty cool just the one side. Just, just the one <laughs> side. No one else going anywhere else. <laughs> yes, just the one side right behind our bench. That's the one side that matters. <laughs> I love it. And shout out to Jaffe there. Um, she's going to be pumped about that. A little shout out there. <laughs> oh, man. I think that's so I guess just kind of like wrapping up a lot of what we're talking about here. Obviously, it's a special place in our hearts, right? And like we would go back like this. I actually was listening back to a podcast the other day um, where I was asked a question, if you could take away everything that you have right now and go back and get one national championship, would you do it? Oh, I mean, (laughs) obviously winning a national championship was our goal every single, every single year, but I think just the memories we have along the way are just something that I'll never be able to get back. So even though a few of those losses stung, it just, it created, created more of a family in our, our Stony Brook family as I just don't like, I guess final answer would be no, even though it would be nice to hold up that, that trophy. I just think the bonds we made and the memories along the way are just, you can't, can't get, can't replace that. Yeah. I love the way you put that. It's true, right? It it is a trophy and it is what we chased after, but I think the ups and downs of what we went through together, that's what really mattered about it. Right. Um, so, um, not saying we wouldn't go back in a second and just absolutely hoist that trophy any day, but (laughs) 
run through the tunnel of Kenny P if I was able to. <laughs> All right, let's go. I'm, I'm down. It's 8 p.m. on a Wednesday night. Let's just go <laughs> walk right into Kenny P. Uh, for those of you listening, Kenny P the, <laughs> is not a human. It, well, it is a human, but um, it is Kenneth P. Laval Stadium. And that is what us, uh, us Seawolves call uh, the stadium, our home stadium, the best place on earth. Um, so talking a little bit about, we mentioned it quickly, but the highs and lows right, of being a student athlete. A lot of our listeners on this podcast um, are young athletes that aspire to play a sport or to even just, you know, be in college one day, right, and be able to be a student athlete and be able to manage their time, manage their priorities. Um, You know, what was, what do you think were some of the low moments that made a lot of the high moments worth it on the field, off the field, like you said, creating those memories, but um, can you talk through a little bit of like some of the low points, but then also the high points as well? I think overall, like the low points would be, I wasn't the smartest in school. So I really had to, I really had to work hard to be able to maintain those grades that we needed. And I had mandatory study hall hours and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that it just, that's who I was. So it was, I guess, between waking up for the early morning lifts in Dubin to having the conditioning to going to a super long practice, but then getting myself, getting my backpack, going to class, focusing, and then going to Goldstein to get the study hall or the tutors in. And it would be, and it'd be an extremely long day. And most days are like that, but in the end, just being able to play every day was, was crazy. And those wins, were worth it. Those long, long practices that you thought were never going to end. Those, those cone drills that, that Kim, Kim loved that cone drill, but I mean, in the moment, was I really having it? Mm. <laughs> but it was all, it was all worth it to get checked by Kim when I was doing my, uh, yes. Dodges or, Listen, and then you, it, it's worth it when you get to go coast to coast and jump into my arms, right? Exactly. 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 <laughs> that's all that matters. It's the highs and the lows. I think that's what, like you said it perfectly there, right? It's just kind of like the low moments make the high moments so much sweeter, right? So those wins, you look back on all the tough times and you're able to be like, okay, that was worth it. That's why we did that. Exactly. Right? All, all the hard work you put in during the week just to bring you to game day is, it's worth it. I mean, tiring. Battle Royale on the turf field, practice field. All, love it. Take us all back. Work, all worth it in the end. <laughs> Me and Mac are about to go do one-on-ones in the middle of the stadium right now uh, in the middle of the night. So if anyone's out there who can hook us up with the with turning the lights on, we'll be there in about 45 minutes. Um, I love it. We've still got that competitive energy. We've still got that, uh, <laughs> that um, little fire going. And I think that's something that I wanted to kind of touch base on before we get into like post-collegiate Mackenzie Burns, what you got going on here, but what have you taken you think from, you know, those moments, right. And that like that grind of being able to get to game day and then being able to just like develop yourself as a captain, right. As an athlete, as a lacrosse player, um, what have you taken from like those four years at Stony Brook, do you think into who you are today and into your work, into, you know, what you strive to do? Um, what kind of like traits do you think that are just going to stick with you forever? I think overall playing lacrosse in college and at Stony Brook, I've def- definitely become a stronger, mentally stronger person. I would, I'd put it, like I said, 
practices weren't easy and there's days I did want to give up and I almost did want to break down crying during practice for how long it was and how tough it was but in the end that those four years made me a better and stronger person than I ever could have been without it mm-hmm. just being able to take what coach gives you and make it into a positive thing and coach was even though coach was hard on me and hard on everybody it it made me into a better lacrosse player and overall made me into a better person so mm-hmm. without coach Spelina and without coach Kim and coach Greg nagging on me I don't think I'd be the person I am today and honestly those four years helped me mentally prepare for the career that I ended up choosing and so I gotta I gotta thank all three of them for, for helping me out but yeah I mean listen it's not I think you said that perfectly it helped you um prepare for the career that you're in now right um and can we talk a little bit about that you rock star you right out of college right into police academy right I know you had a little bit of a break but right into it <laughs> um yeah. and you are now a police officer for the NYPD um, you know, and doing a lot of special things with it and in a really, really tough year. So can you talk a little bit about how you, you know, ultimately knew that that's what you wanted to do with your life? Was it something that you always knew about? Was it something that was inspired by others? Um, and yeah, talk a little bit about that journey. Yeah. I mean, my growing up, I always looked up to my dad. My dad was one of my biggest role models and my dad was a police officer in the NYPD actually ended up retiring as a captain which is huge so I just I knew every day since I was a little girl that's that's what I wanted to be just looking up to my dad and hearing the stories and I think from when I was I was little I always knew I wanted to help people that's just that's something I always wanted to do so I think this career fit me perfectly and I I actually took the test when I was a freshman in college and I held it until I graduated college. So I pretty much had my career set from by the time I was 18, 19 years old. That's that I knew I always wanted to become a police officer and help others. So like you said, I went in the Academy in October of 2019. It was six, six long months in, in the New York city police Academy. And I actually ended up getting kicked out of the academy a few weeks early because of COVID. So like you said, it was a hard time to start my career, but um, I mean, now I'm over 18 months into it and I wouldn't trade it for anything. The experiences that I've gained and the knowledge I've learned and everything about it, it's unbelievable. And I'm beyond happy that I ended up choosing this career. I remember that about it's it's funny you know certain moments that you just that just stick out in your brain certain memories that you're like why do I remember this specific day so so well I remember when you um I forget who you're talking to about it but I think it was Carrie or somebody in the locker room yeah it was probably Carrie but I overheard it and I was like wait what Mac you already took your 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 test to get into the academy and you're like yeah I mean listen I got three more years but like I already passed. So like, I got my, like, I'm good. And like, while all the rest of us and I'm a year older than you. And I'm like, I still have no idea what I want to do when I graduate. And this girl, she's 18, 19 years old and she's already got it figured out. Like, good for you. Right. Like, and I, first of all, if you know what you want to do, right. And you're passionate about it and you know that you want to help people and 
Um, you know, I definitely want to talk a little bit more about, you know, how your dad has inspired you. How has that been now? Um, you know, now that you're an officer yourself, what kind of advice has he given you? Right. And what kind of like, has the bond grown since you are now one of him? <laughs> yes. I mean, absolutely. So I was, well, I am fortunate enough to be able to wear the same, we call it a shield, the same badge that my dad wore. So I have the same numbers that he had on his chest and I'm able to have that on mine. So I think that's super meaningful and super important to me to be able to go to work every day and wear the same shield that my dad wore. So I think that's pretty cool. And I'm also working in one of the precincts that he worked in years and years ago. So those are two really cool things. And when you when you graduate the police academy, um, there's something called Gun and Shield Day, which is where you do get your shield, your badge, and your gun. That means you're going out in the streets next week. So something that was really cool for me and my dad was on that day, my dad was able to come into the police academy and we call it pinning. So he was able to pin that shield on my chest. So at my graduation, I have a picture of me, my dad, and he's trying to pin the shield trying to pin it onto my shirt while I'm standing there. So I think that was super, like I said, super meaningful. It's an honor to be able to wear the same same shield that my dad wore. And I mean, it's, it's awesome to have him not only as my role model and my dad, but someone to be able to talk to, um, whether it's an easy day at work and I just get to tell him about everything I did or if it's, I come home and it's the hard days and I'm able to talk to him and he's able to talk to me because he's able to relate to what I just went through at work. So I think that's super important for me to be able to have him in this career as someone just not only talk to as a friend, but almost as a mentor in the, in the career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can only imagine how many difficult situations that he's helped you with just be because he's been through them as well or some, something similar. Um, and that is very, very meaningful. Um, something that you and I share, definitely not to the same, um, <laughs> to the same kind of importance, but you know, something that you and I share is our, um, you know, our love for our dad and our bond with our dads. And, you know, I wear number 17 cause my dad did. And you get to rock that same shield number because your dad, um, was a rock star out there too. So, um, really, really special. I know that some of our, our guests on the call live right now are crying. You almost got me tearing up over here. And I'm sure that once our parents hear it, everyone's just going to be bawling. But I think that's our job, right? It's just to make our parents cry happy tears. So <laughs> we're doing our job out here, Mac. <laughs> um, so another really exciting thing that you've done, and this is one of my favorite things about just life in general, is being able to, I said it, um, on my Instagram caption today, super excited to have you here, but um, just about how life comes full circle. And one, yes, you're, you're a New York police uh, officer, but you're also training to play um, with the US national team. So you're still a player, right? And you're, and you're also in the NYPD, um, kind of cross-relating those two. What's really important, we're going to get into the US national team in a little bit, but What's really awesome that you're doing is connecting the two and you helped start the New York Police Department women's lacrosse team. How did that come about? Was that something that like right away you were like, I got to get into um, and just kind of how, what was the inspiration between just kind of cross-relating the two passions in your life? So pretty much, I mean, 
I know you feel the same way. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to give up lacrosse yet. Not, I'm not saying I gave it up, but it just from playing it every day to at college to now going to work, I wanted, I wanted to do something else. I want to do something more. So um, actually while I was in the academy, I was introduced to the other co-founder president, mm-hmm. um, Megan, and we were chatting it up and we ended up going to one of the men's lacrosse meetings. And that's pretty much how we ultimately formed this team. We got in touch with the sports unit and cause the guys team said that there was so many girls that kept reaching out to them about a, a girls team that there never was. So Megan ultimately took the reins and we just went forward with that. And now I think we have close to 30, 30 girls on our team. Within how much time is that? From a short amount of time, right? We probably started this beginning of, uh, it's probably been like a little bit less than a year, maybe just about a year Incredible. We've been able to get these many players and everyone's the same thing. It just, everyone has a love for the game and wasn't ready to stop playing. So I think it's, it's really cool. And we are able to create a lot of strong bonds between different ranks. Um, so the team, we're a team. So we have people from a captain all the way down to girls in the academy. So we have all different different ranks, but when we're on the field, we're all just players. So rank doesn't matter. So it's, it's pretty cool to be able to just create these bonds with all these different types of people and all these units and all these precincts. And like I said, we all just share one common goal of wanting to play lacrosse still. And it's, it's pretty cool. And I'm actually pretty fortunate that my soon to be partner in, in the NYPD um, is one of my teammates. So she helps me a lot. Shout out to Brianna. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a great experience and just a way to open the door to all different things in the NYPD. So I was pretty happy to be able to start something that will create other, will open other doors for other pl- players in the, in the NYPD. Amazing. I, I really think it's so awesome what, what you guys are doing and I love following it. Um, I, I really think it's so cool that you get to continue to play. Um, and I think that's what's really great about post, you know, college lacrosse. Like we had our, we have our family from Stony Brook and now being able to go, everybody gets to go out into their own little worlds afterwards and trying to like find that next that next round of family, right, is really difficult. It's really, it's a struggle. So being able to create that for not only yourself and everybody around you right now, but for future NYPD, you know, like everybody who wants to to be able to play lacrosse um, in that area is just really special. So you're building something really, really, really cool there. What, um, so what kind of like tournaments and things like that and events do you guys play in? I know you just said that you won a big one the other day, right? <laughs> Yeah, so right now um, we've been participating in ULAX, which is pretty much an adult league, and um, we just play other teams that are created that all play in that. Um, our goal would be to be able to play other departments, but it's it's kind of hard to get that started. I mean, I know we know firsthand it wasn't the easiest thing to be able to just create a team from the ground up. Um 
We actually have girls from Nassau, Suffolk, MTA, Port Authority, all on one team. So it takes a little bit of time. So we're hoping in the future to be able to play other departments around around the country. But um, for now, we're just playing in ULAX. We actually have a clinic that we are doing May 22nd. So the NYPD Women's Across team will be hosting a clinic for younger girls K through six, um, just working on fundamentals and being able to get out and, like I said, play play with the NYPD Women's Across team. So that'll be a pretty cool um, experience for younger girls. And I hope a lot of people want to come down, but we're also, I know you've, you've helped them out. We're going to start doing clinics with Bronx Lacrosse. Mm-hmm. So that's, these are all major steps just to get our name out there and just us wanting to share the lacrosse experience with younger girls and younger generation out there. But one of the cooler things that we're doing is actually um, we're playing in the Never Forget 9-11 tournament um, that's open to all first responders and um, law enforcement and military, which is going to be October 9th and 10th in Kaniac Park. So if anyone wants to come out and just support your first responders and your law enforcement and your military, there's going to be a huge tournament, um, like I said, in October, which is pretty cool. And it's for a great reason, like I said, for 9-11. So that's going to be uh, one of our major events that we have right now. All really exciting things. Um, First of all, connecting it to, right, like the younger generation. Obviously, you know, I'm all about that. Um, But Two, making sure that you're connecting it with um, a lot of really important groups of people um, in this in this world. So uh, if I can be there on October 9th and 10th, I will be there. I will be your biggest fan. Um, I hope you know that. <laughs> but I am also still one of your teammates, which is one of my favorite things about us, right? Yeah. It's so cool. We're still teammates. We get to be friends. We get to still, you know, have that little rivalry of Islip, Sayville, whatever. We're always going to bring that up. Um, But, you know, our parents are very, very good friends. We always get together as families. So we're never going to like forget or leave those bonds behind that we were so fortunate to, to start at Stony Brook. But we also get to continue our journey together as teammates and on the field together, which is you know, once in a lifetime type of situation, we get to put on a different jersey together, be able to represent Stony Brook together, be able to represent everything that we've gone through together um, and just be able to also do it while we wear those three letters across our chest, which I know is something very, very meaningful to me, but can you talk a little bit about, you know, just what it means to be able to to play for Team USA and be able to to head to these training weekends, um, both with people that you've played with before and coaches that you've played for before, but also um, everybody knew that we get to meet too. Yeah, I mean, it's I, there's there's no words to describe how you feel um, being able to represent the U.S. I mean, it's it's beyond an honor. Like I would when I was a little girl. Um, that's something every little girl dreams about doing is being able to, to represent the United States of America, putting on that, that Jersey is just something I never thought I'd be able to do. And like I said, it's one of the biggest honors in my entire life is to be able to put on that Jersey on those game days and even all the training camps and practices and other events we have, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's unimaginable, but I mean, I remember um actually I'm pretty sure coach woke me up from a nap I received a phone call from coach Splina and I jumped out of bed 
thinking, oh my gosh, what did I do? And I, (laughs) I picked up that phone call and he, he told me the news that I was going out to the next tryout that they had. And that was back in college, my senior year of college. And I don't think anything came out of my mouth for a second. I was just, my jaw dropped. I was like, so beyond excited to be able to get this experience and playing with, I know you were already on the team and another teammate, Allie, was on the team. So I was so pumped and so excited to be able to get to share more memories with you guys past Stony Brook. And I mean, it was, it's crazy. Like I said, I remember growing up watching the the women's soccer and watching Mia Hamm and thinking how crazy it is for them to be able to play in a World Cup and get to put on that uniform and play for something bigger. And that's something I'm so grateful and like I said, so honored to be able to do. Yeah, you said, I, I love the way you put that too, just being able to watch Mia Ham and U.S. Women's National Team. I know even now being able to, um, you know, play for the U.S. lacrosse team, like we still look up to that, those national team girls, right? And we were able, we were lucky enough to meet Brandy Chastain at one of our, you know, and Abby Wambach and, um, you know, people that we are like our jaw drops when we, when we meet them. But, um, you know, it's, it's really important to remember too, that like a lot of young girls are looking up to you, you know, in that same way. Right. And I think that's, that's another one of those full circle moments um, and being able to just wear that Jersey alongside of you and Allie and, you know, everybody else on that squad. I think it's um, like you said, beyond an honor. I love the way that you put that. it, and it really is something so, so special. So I can't wait to to get out there this June with you. Um, it's been 16, 17 months too long. I know. Um, <laughs> and I think that we're all going to be really, really amped up to uh, just get back out there. So talk a little bit about too, like, um, I know this was something really unique and something that I had never experienced before until, um, like you said, your senior year was your first experience with the U.S. team. My junior year of college was my first experience. And before that, I had only played with my Yellow Jackets team and my high school team, you know, before Stony Brook. Um, so everybody else outside of, you know, our, our squad, outside of our locker room was, was not our friend, right? Not our friend. So, and then when you go into a locker room with, you know, Team USA players from all different colleges, all different backgrounds, all different stories. Um, and then we recognize that we're on the same side as everybody there, right? And we have new common goals that we got to chase alongside those teammates. Um, what was like most surprising for you about that? Just, I think for me, it's been just really great to get to know people that I used to think of as my opponents, but what about you? Yeah, I mean, it's the same exact thing. Like when the first time I, I stepped in the locker room and I'm in the, the same locker room with some of like these lacrosse gods that I pretty much looked up to when I was little, I remember, watching some of them play at the the final four at Stony Brook when I don't even remember how old I was just being able to create new relationships with other people like you said I only played for my high school team in Yellow Jackets and then Stony Brook so being able to meet people from all over and all these amazing lacrosse players that are the best of the best was so cool I mean I know this might be fast forwarding to one of your questions but um when we were in college we we look at these players and we play against them and I see Penn State on their chest or Syracuse or Maryland and I don't like them I don't like I don't like we want to win so being able to meet 
who these players are behind that college jersey was mm-hmm. so cool to be able to create like I said new relationships meet all these different players was was a great experience and I'm so happy to create these bonds with all these other players from all over all these different colleges and all these different states so I think that was super cool and something I'm grateful for as well. I love it. And at the beginning of this uh, episode, you also mentioned, obviously, we're excited to get out and play in June at the next tryout. Um, We're also just excited to be able to, for the opportunity to be able to chase after a gold medal. Um, But, you know, the title of this podcast is Dream On, and you have accomplished so much at such a young age already. What are some more of your dreams, Mac? What are some of the things that you still have? on the list to check off that you're chasing after? I mean, obviously, like we talked about earlier, just making the next round of the U.S. and continuing forward to, I think one of our next things is hopefully playing in Texas, which is super cool. It's another another awesome opportunity that we, we both will be able to have. And ultimately, I think my end goal would be being able to lace up for this World Cup, I think. And put on that jersey, I think this is – one of my biggest dreams is to be able to say that I was able to participate in that. So obviously that would be my, my next goal, my next big thing that I have for myself. And it's something that I'm going to work for every single day I wake up. So I think, I think that's pretty much what I'm shooting for right now. That's what we're dreaming on for. I love it. Um, I love it. So talking one more thing before we get into like who, Mackenzie is off off the field um where do you want to see our sport in a couple years from now right like you mentioned something really special that I have specific memories from as well but that final four that was at Stony Brook back in 2011 or 2012 when we were young and we got to go to it and watch it and that's when you know um most of the games that were televised were only the final four or the playoff the championship games right that we got to watch Um, And we got to watch from home and idolize these women that are now our teammates. Um, So obviously now the game has grown to a a spot where there's much more coverage, social media, a lot of different things, but um, we still have a ways to go. So personally, what do you think, like, where do you want to see women's lacrosse in a couple of years for, you know, not only you as a player, but the girls and women who look up to you, like your cousin, for instance. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I, for the next generation of lacrosse, I just, I want there to be more opportunities for these young girls to be able to be able to play after college and hopefully get, I mean, the PLL and WPLL and all these things. I want, I want that to become bigger, Mm -hmm. but also I think one of the major things that I, that I hope for and that I hope everyone can, um, try and get done is I want to be able to come home and just turn on the TV and be able to watch a college game I think or a professional game and I think lacrosse women's lacrosse needs to be more broadcasted on ESPN or WESPN and all these places I think it'd make um the game go places that it's not able to go like I think right now having to log on through Stony Brook's website to be able to watch the game through America East um, I think in the future, if I can just sit down after work and just turn on TV and just watch reruns of college lacrosse, I think that'll also help girls too. So I think 
what I hope to happen is just, like I said, to be able to just turn on TV and be able to watch a college lacrosse game without having to log into anything and all these steps, just have it be played on ESPN over and over again. I think that'd be pretty cool. I am with you, my friend. And I think that, you know, you're doing a, a, you're playing a big role in being able to make that happen for the next generation, whether you realize it or not. So, um, kudos to you. Thank you for what you're doing with both, um, team USA and with NYPD women's locks, like that's really, really special stuff. It is. Um, and I hope you're proud of yourself for it, for it, because it is doing some of those things, right. You might not be getting those games on ESPN right now, but you're sharing the game and sharing your experiences, um, with people who share that passion for it. And with people who might not know that they have a passion for it yet, but once you introduce it to them, um, then they find it, which is so, so important what our sport needs. All right, so a little bit of Mac off the field. Who is Mac off the field? I mean, I know you're into country music. You went to Nashville a couple times in this last year. Um, we've been on your boat in the summer a bunch of times. We had to the beach a bunch. Like, what are some of your, you know, just off the field, something that kind of makes you you? I mean, like you said, I, I love, I think I love being outdoors. I love always doing activities, whether it's like you said, on the boat, going to the beach or snowboarding, just, I love doing all these different activities. So I'm a very active going person. Um, so yeah, and I, I, like you said, I love, I love country music. So I hope to be able to see country concerts pretty soon very soon very soon fingers crossed I miss concerts too that's in our quick finishes segment at the end don't worry so make sure you get that question ready to go I want to know who you're who you want to see next but hold hold that thought for a second <laughs> all right last but not least before we get into um just some quick little finishes there at the end that's a fun little segment that we do at the end where just go rapid fire quick little questions um, but to end it off on like an inspirational kind of moment here, um, I want to know about what you've taken from a mentor or a special person in your life, piece of advice, and then vice versa, what you want a young person or someone who's looking up to you or someone who looks to your social media or someone who sees you on the street. Um, what do you want those people to take away from you? So first and foremost, from a special person in your life or a mentor throughout your journey on or off the lacrosse field, what do you think is one piece of advice that you've taken? Um, I mean, I think one of the most important pieces of advice would be probably for my mom. Um, since I was a little girl, she always told me to go out and do something nice for someone um, every chance you get. So pretty much paying it forward in life. And I think that's something super important that everyone should should do whether it's helping like as cliche as this is helping someone cross the street or donating to an organization just getting out helping the younger generation coaching lacrosse and volunteering in those ways I think that's something really important and that makes you uh makes you a better person being able to to help someone and it's, and it's a great feeling as well mm -hmm. Love it, Deb. Thank you for that, Jim. That's why you and my mom are very, very good friends. Um, <laughs> it's always important to pay it forward, right? Even in the smallest ways, it one makes you feel good, like you said, but it also, uh, you never know what somebody else is battling and what somebody else is going through. So 
something as small as sending a smile their way can absolutely just make their day um, or make their week or make their year. So um, I love that piece of advice. All right. What do you think is something that you like to shine on the people around you, whether you're in passing or maybe it's a young lacrosse player that is looking up to you as a role model? What is something that, you know, you want those people to take away from who you are? I think it would, it would have to be to, to, I mean, pretty much never give up. Like, like I, I shared my story earlier about not making a team. Um, It just don't ever let someone tell you no, is pretty much what I have to say. Um, When I was little, I actually have an autoimmune disease and I was told by one doctor that I'd never be able to play a sport again in my life. And I was 14 years old and that was one of the most devastating things, but between rehab and physical therapy and all these different things, I was, I was able to accomplish all these different goals that I had in my head. And that's how I made it here today. So I think biggest thing is always believe in yourself and never give up. No matter what anybody tells you, I love it. Good for you. Um, seriously, an inspiration to anybody that's listening here. Um, I mean, how, how can you not be with a story like that? Seriously. And like to see what you've accomplished. You're only what, what are you 23? I mean, Oh no, you're going to be my age soon, but listen, I feel (laughs) like I'm like 19 years older than you just by like how my physical body feels, but, um, (laughs) I love it. At least we're on the same page. So our one-on-ones are going to look pretty similar. Um, but, (laughs) but no, it's, it's so important to take what you, and I think what I've taken from what you've shared on this episode is um, that you've taken all of your low points in life or anything that anybody's told you you can't do and you've switched them around into a positive. No matter how long that took or no matter how many hard days that took and no matter how much you wanted to give up, you didn't um, and you believed in yourself and you told yourself that no matter what, you could do it and here you are. So um, I'm proud of you as a friend, as a teammate um, and as somebody who just can't wait to watch the next thing that you do in life. Um, yeah, so sweet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. As I'll say nice things to you so you don't cross check me next time. We play the- <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. So let's get into a little bit of some quick finishes here. We're going to, we like to end on a fun note. Um, just end nice and light and happy. So quick little questions, get a little feel for who Mac is here and what we want to see from you. So you ready? Quick finishes. Yes. All right. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Definitely. Hands down. Is that just because you're from Long Island? No, it's just, it's great, great food. <laughs> Can't ever go wrong with a slice of pizza. <laughs> uh, well, all right. All right. Fair, fair enough. Okay. So if I ask you to get, go get tacos, are you going to say no? No, I, just, I love food. So okay. <laughs> I'll never turn down a taco with Kylie O'Miller. Oh my God. Put that on a t-shirt right there. <laughs> on a t-shirt. I'll never turn down a taco with Kylie O'Miller. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Favorite place that you've traveled to? Probably the Grand Canyon. I think that was one of the coolest places I've ever, ever visited. Oh, that's on my list. What was, what was your favorite part about it? Just like the views? Yeah. Just breathtaking views, no matter where you go. Awesome. All right. Summer or winter? Definitely summer and the boat and Fire Island, even though Brooke would probably be pretty upset that I said that because we go snowboarding all the time, but I mean, Brooke also likes I think she would agree. Shout out to, shout out to 25. I think she would agree. We spend a lot of time at the beach. 
<laughs> a lot of people, a lot of good, good people getting some shout outs in this episode. <laughs> All right. If you could see, this is my, this is my question from before. If you could see one artist or band in concert right now, who would it be? Honestly, I would just love to go to any country concert at Jones Beach. I just want to, I want to be feeling those summer vibes right now. Good for you. No one's ever said like a location. And I, I completely agree with you. If you've ever seen it in a concert at Jones Beach, it's uh, right on the water. It's beautiful. So I'm coming wherever, whoever you go see, I'll be there. <laughs> what do you think your spirit animal is, Mac? Kylie, this one gave me some trouble. I'm not going to lie. Before this, I actually went on the internet and took a test <laughs> about what your spirit animal is because I really could not think of anything. And when I took it, it told me a wolf. <laughs> so, oh, wolf up, baby. Wolf. So, <laughs> yes. So, my wolf, a sea wolf is my spirit animal. <laughs> What's a sea wolf? I'm a sea wolf. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Who's an athlete that you look up to? I think I mentioned her. <laughs> I think I mentioned her earlier. Be Mia Ham. And quick little story. I actually have a signed baseball for me and him that my dad got when he was working at uh, Shea Stadium. So it's still in my room. It says best wishes me and him. So pretty cool. Wow. So how did he, how, how did that story go? Like she signed a baseball? It's a, it's a baseball in a, in a little baseball case. It's um, my dad was working at Shea Stadium at the time. That's where he worked out of as a from the NYPD and her husband at the time was playing the Mets and my dad walked up to her with a baseball and asked wow. can you please sign this my daughter's a huge fan and I mean I'm 24 and it's it's still in my room so oh my gosh I would have that next to my bed that's amazing um, that's such a cool story too good for your dad all right last two here favorite movie I think it would have to be the Bethany Hamilton Unstoppable I watch that all the time on Netflix. I just, I think it's a great movie. That is a great movie. And that's a great story too. Have you always been a Bethany Hamilton fan? Or I actually used to have her perfume when I was little, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've always been a fan too. I read her book when I was like 13, um, Soul Surfer, that turned into that movie that everybody knows. Um, yeah. But I love Unstoppable as well, because I think it's a little bit more of like, her side of the story. Yeah, her story is just, it's incredible. Yeah. And un unlike anybody and just goes into what you've been saying on this call, right? Never give up. Exactly. Never give up. Um, and she's like a true testament to that. All right. Last but not least, one thing on your bucket list. I mean. What, you got a lot of things to choose from? <laughs> I don't know. I think I keep saying it over and over again, probably sound like a broken record, but I think just to continue to put on that that red, white, and blue, put that jersey on with USA across it, and hopefully bring home a, a gold medal. I think I think that would, that's on my bucket list for now. I love it. Bringing in the episode episode, not episode episode, right there with just absolute big dreams, um, and that's what we're all about. And I think, uh -huh. I, yeah, dream on, dream <laughs> on. That's what that's where we're at right here. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I love it. Um, I just want to say, I mean, that is the, that is the end of all my questions. And I just want to say that, you know, first of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for 
everything that you do on a daily basis. Um, one with your job, right. But also just like to inspire the next generation. I don't think you realize that I have girls that come to me that their entire family, all of their parents are in the NYPD or retired police officers, uh, retired law enforcement, all this different stuff. And they come up to me and like, do you know, Mackenzie Burns, do you know, Mackenzie Burns? And I'm like, yeah, of course I know Mackenzie Burns. And they're like, well, she's just awesome. Like she plays lacrosse and she's in the NYPD. Right. And I think like, just remember how special what you're doing on a day in and day out basis is because it truly, truly is. And you're doing a lot to inspire not only young girls, but young boys. Right. And even just even myself, right. People who are older than you or, you know, right there with you, like you inspire me each and every day. So um, thank you for being a teammate for life. Um, mom and dad out there, everybody listening, and all of our coaches don't cry on us, but seriously, a teammate for life. Um, all of our memories aren't going anywhere and we're going to make some more in the future together. So absolutely burns everyone. Thank you for having me. Thank you everyone for listening and love you Kai. I mean, this is awesome. Oh, love you too, Mac. I can't wait to keep dreaming on with you. Thank you everyone for listening. I'll talk to you guys soon. See you on the next episode. Bye Mac. Bye Kai.